0: Take a nine volt battery to that nose piercing of yours. Wakey, wakey.
1: (laughs) 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 That is funny. I read something about, or I don't know where I saw it or read it or saw it or someone said it. I don't know.
0: If you read it, it was on saw it. And if you saw it, it was on Reddit.
1: I actually think it might have been on Quora.
0: Yeah. Quora. Quora. Quora sends me constant emails about narcissists because I guess I looked up a narcissist thing once. And now it's like, that's his interest.
1: Yep. That's what he wants to talk about. Constantly get
0: narcissist updates from Quora.
1: Quora. Anyway, so I saw this thing about like, what do guys really think of septum piercings in women? And I I was reading, I I don't know who was writing it, but I assume it might be a woman um, because they were saying that it's a shitty point of view to come from because what they're saying is that you are less attractive to me now.
0: Yes, of course. This is news to you that men go about their daily lives judging women on
1: No, on... I guess it's not news to me, but I guess I just kept it sort of superficial and thought it was just, you know, someone's taste or maybe a, a different sort of generation that someone might come from and where, you know, like are you still there?
0: I'm still here. Where would I go? Would I just ditch you?
1: Oh, you're um your screen's frozen and you sound like a robot. So anyway, um oh I was keeping it I was thinking it was just, you know, some maybe something generational where You know, people just don't understand it, doesn't look right to them, you know, like maybe people that get tattoos, you know, they think of them as troublemakers because they come from a time when maybe that was the only people that had tattoos, you know. Yeah,
0: people went to jail and sailors, the two biggest troublemakers on the face of the planet.
1: So I don't know. But yeah, I I never I guess I just didn't put it together that it, it would be something sort of misogynistic. And there were some, like, lesbians on there that were, like, good. I can, like, decrease the dudes that try and hit on me now. I don't have to worry about them.
0: What was it said? This was on Quora. So you were just reading. You're not really interacting with it. Someone posed the question. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the original thing I looked up was a month after piercing, like, healing process, you know?
0: Do boys still find me attractive?
1: Yeah, I wasn't looking.
0: (laughs) Are you sure about that?
1: Of course not. Was not looking up. Do guys like me? I don't know. I was just worried that I touch it too much or I'm not as clean with it as I should be, or, you know, so I just wanted to see where other people's sort of process, how theirs went, you know, a month after. So
0: I guess if there's any fairness to be given, which I don't want to give fairness to dudes, especially dudes who feel the need to jump on a thread, even if asked directly. What do you think of women with nose piercings? Like, if I come across that, I'm not going to say, "Oh, good, finally an opportunity for to for me to express myself." I hate them. Um, but someone did ask the question directly, right? Yeah. So I guess it does open the door for dirtbags to express their opinion. Girls exist to be pretty. To me, mm-hmm. you are not pretty anymore. To me, therefore, you hold no value.
1: Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs>
0: I mean, it is a bigger thing, like you said, with tattoos. It wasn't just got girls. It was, there was also judgment passed on guys, though guys surely got more of a pass. But there was that old style of thinking, as you said, with any tattoos where it's like, oh, I can't believe it. But especially, right. it was always, there was a lot of tack-ons. I can't believe that people are doing it, especially women. <laughs> yeah. I now know that that response you just gave me, one second ago, the little giggle and the yeah was disingenuous because now we're picking up, but we, I had to restart my uh, modem because the feed was freezing and you couldn't hear anything that I was saying. So no. I, I just went on that little rant about tattoos and the way, whatever.
1: Repeating the thing that I had said earlier?
0: Yeah, I was reinforcing it. No! I was reinforcing it. I. are mansplaining I, it? Oh, I maybe if, if you had heard what I said and I understand. Well, you
1: that, played it and I heard it.
0: I understand, but you didn't hear the whole thing. I said, as no. you said earlier. So I even Isn't commented. That all
1: you have to do to not mansplain is just to say, as you said. There was earlier? no
0: mansplain. It wasn't explaining anything to you. It was drawing a connection, bringing it full circle. My God, unbelievable! Didn't I already do that? No, you didn't bring it full circle. You introduced an idea, and then we went round and came back to the same idea, and that's how we could have gotten out of it and moved on. But you've decided to call it mansplaining. <laughs> To the person who offers the least amount of mansplaining on the face of the planet. Hmm. Mm? Okay. Yeah, you think that's incorrect?
1: I don't know if it's incorrect or correct.
0: Yeah, share your thoughts.
1: Uh, there have been times on the show where I, and we've, and we've talked about this, where I think the direction it's going is good and you start what I think is overanalyzing, and so then you steer it somewhere else that I'm not trying to go, and so like you take it over instead of just letting it go wherever. It's it called goes.
0: neurosis. That's not mansplaining. Okay. <laughs> that's that's me spiraling into a pit of overthinking.
1: Yeah.
0: And okay. I, d- I don't deny that that happens, but there's no mansplaining. I don't ever think, oh, I know better than all women. I think I know better than you. Often, but not because you're a woman. So therefore, it doesn't fall into. Why do you
1: think you know better than me?
0: Into the mansplaining category. I mean, I'm just smarter.
1: (gasps) Smarter. (laughs) Oh man.
0: No, I shouldn't. I'm just. I just said that to stir you up to rile you. I know. Even if I secretly, but I mean, by default,
1: we all think we're smarter than other people. That's fine. I understand that. I know I'm smart. And I do think that in many ways you are smarter than me, but I think in many ways I might be smarter than you.
0: Well, maybe many ways I'm smarter than you in a couple ways. You're smarter than me.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: how about that? I think that that's the way that this goes.
1: Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: I also do know that I'm smarter than most people, but I also realize I'm an idiot. And that even makes me smarter because I have the ability um, to realize how stupid.
1: Instead of just pointless. someone just blindly saying that they're so smart and they're smarter than everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And have zero flaws
0: and realize I'm filled with flaws and I'm insignificant. And therefore your inability to even recognize the simplest of facts makes you very, very dumb and puts mm-hmm. me up on this pedestal. Right. Where I'm much, much smarter.
1: I do sort of I've, I've called myself an elitist before because I do think that there are some things that are considered. Um, uh. Um, <laughs> fuck now. Now I'm trying to be smart and I've lost the word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is it with, like humor or beauty? Like it's, it depends on who you are and like, it's uh subjective. Yes. Cut that out. Nope. nope. <laughs> I like, okay. So what I'm saying is that I, I, have said before that things that are typically viewed as subjective, I feel like, no, I have the authority on that. Like what, what I, what I think is, or what I think is funny. If you don't think that's funny, you're wrong. You're just wrong. You yeah. don't get it. That you're goes,
0: not as, yeah. that, that goes right back to what we were talking about though, with the new nose piercing and the guys giving their opinions, that's subjective. And they think that their opinion is the right one. That's the right. only as one that man matters.
1: Judging a woman's,
0: Well, sure, then that does exist, and we've already established that that exists, that men view, many men view women that way. But in general, just as a person who's giving their opinion on a subjective matter, they feel as though that they are correct. That's why they feel the need to even post in the first place. I'm the authority. Here it is. Ugly. Where's my (laughs) nine-volt battery?
1: Oh, my God. If one more person sends that stupid picture to me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm going to wake you up with like a Autumn. shock. <laughs>
1: well, I'm going to do this. My kid gets out of piercing. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher.
0: My name is Greg Russ, and it is my week to choose the topic. And it, it, upon first glance, it would feel as though this was a topic I chose. But Autumn jumped in and chose the topic. Uh, yeah, even though it, it relates to my life more than her life, rats, rats, not just rats specifically, rats in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> is there a reason? Why did
1: I think of this? Why did I think this was a good idea? Oh, because I saw a TikTok of Bob the drag queen, who's a legendary New York queen, uh, and he was saying that he's worked in many restaurants in Manhattan, and he said, like, if you don't think that there are rats. In every restaurant in Manhattan, you're wrong. He said, when you go in in the morning, um, they're all they're not. So rats avoid the noise that humans are making. So you don't see them by the time you get there. But in the mornings, when people are getting there to set up for the day, that's when they've been out and they scurry around and they're running away. And sometimes they've like died in the walls and you have to sort of cover that up. You're just saying like every Manhattan restaurants full of rats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think about this rats and mice, and even with the health grading scale that they they put in place, you can have an A, and there still can be a presence, like evidence of rats. You find a hair, you find a piece of poop, and that can still be okay because it's known that it's just impossible to keep them out fully, which is yeah. kind of disgusting. I think about this. It's
1: their city. It's a. It's a. It's a underground population. Does it, are there more rats in New York City than humans? No,
0: no. I mean, obviously it's- I
1: wouldn't be surprised though if that was true.
0: It's impossible to know the exact number, obviously, but yeah, there was an urban legend going around that the rat population was more than the population of people. Mm -hmm. And then that at some point that became five times the number of people. That's the biggest number I've ever heard that the rat population is five times the number of people in New York which the number of people in New York is 8. I don't know, 3 4 million. So that would put rats at what? What's well, uh 8.4 times 5. Well, I just
1: 4. looked it up and they they estimate it's like 2 million rats. Yeah,
0: it's 2 million. That's that's what I was getting at. So okay. on this high figure, 42 million rats, which you know, because they're smaller and they don't need too much space and I was reading about this Rats actually don't, More for the most part, uh, they don't move more than 600 feet away from where they were born. They just kind of stay in the same area as long as there's a food source and a water source. And they tend to live only about 100 feet at most away from their food source. So they don't really travel too much unless they have to. So if they have everything they need.
1: So, so you're looking at like, a, sometimes if, you're look, if you see a rat in your neighborhood, it's been there it's grandparents were there. It's great grandparents were there.
0: I mean, probably it's great, great, great grandparents still live there with it. Since these things are able to reproduce a few months into their lives like, immediately, they're shooting out babies, oh, tens yeah. of babies. I, I think the average lifespan of a, of a New York city rat is only one year, Right. so it's not uh-huh. like they live that long and obviously saying your great, great, great grandparents are around. It was a joke. I was, I was exaggerating a bit, but
1: that might not be exaggerating because they're, they begin mating at two to three months old.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of them around, uh, and their family structure. I don't know if it goes that far back, but yeah, they start shooting out these babies immediately and they just keep doing it. And that's, you know, I guess good for their survival as a species, not as a whole, because that can become a problem. Um, so, but going back, you said there was two point something million rats estimated in the city, which puts it at about a third of the population of people. So it's not awful; it's it's less than I would think because you do see them almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've had them run into my ankle before. I kicked one before by accident just walking. If if you're if you're walking past a pile of garbage waiting right. to be picked up by the sanitation department watch out because those those fuckers come (laughs) scurrying out of there and they'll just run right into you and they can jump apparently four feet. I don't know if the four feet was the distance that they could jump or the height, the height. Yeah. So they can jump Uh, four feet. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if it was the height.
0: They can, they can jump a distance, horizontal distance of four feet and vertically three feet. So just standing there, they can jump, same thing. (laughs) They can jump three feet onto you.
1: And isn't it that they can fit through the size of like a nickel or something? A, <laughs> like
0: I'll, if
1: they can fit their noses through or something? A
0: one-inch hole. Maybe hull. I'm thinking
1: of cats. I don't remember.
0: No, no, no. It's right. They can fit through a one-inch hole. Uh, so okay. Th- let me specify. We're talking about the brown rat here because that's the rat population that is overrun in New York. I think there was a different type of rat. So it's the yeah the brown rat, which is the Norway rat. And the average uh, body weight is 12 ounces. It doesn't mean anything to us um, Mm. in males. And then they can squeeze through holes or gaps one inch wide. And then there was another rat.
1: Fancy rat, which are like the pets.
0: Well, those are the, yeah, the hooded rats. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the nice ones.
1: Those are like dogs.
0: (laughs) The Domesticated rat Mm -hmm. that people keep as pets. Yeah. They do tricks. No, there was the black rat, the ship rat, or the roof rat, also known as.
1: Oh, the bla- they were always the jerk rats in like, and <laughs> you know, in cartoons in well, Disney. Well,
0: it was a misrepresentation because in real life, uh, the black rat was decimated by the brown rat because the brown rat, uh. the brown rat, was uh, more aggressive, so oh. it, it would kill them and outcompete them. They bullied the black rats into. They did. Obsolesion. Maybe they were secret
1: jerks. Maybe there was like an uprising against them.
0: (laughs) It is pretty disgusting. So these, these rats, I know that he gave the weight and it doesn't really express how big they are, but you know, the rats that you see people exaggerate as big as a cat or a possum and not that big, but they're fucking big creatures just scurrying about. And they're not cute like squirrels. And I can't stand people who are opposed to squirrels. They're just rats with fluffy tails. No, they're rodents. Yes. But they're much cuter and they have more personality as far as I'm concerned. And it really... I just
1: don't think... I don't think you get an opportunity to see the rat's personality because I bet you that they do have a personality.
0: Well, they're ugly. I don't, It doesn't matter. Yeah, I
1: don't think they're ugly. Why do you think they're ugly? Because you can see their naked tail.
0: <laughs> that is part of it. I do think yeah. that just the shape of their bodies and their heads... Uh, the thing that you were talking about, they can squeeze through that small space, it's because I guess the bones in their skull, are not fused, so they can actually collapse it a bit.
1: Oh, okay. So I think, yeah, so I was, even though I was correct, I was going to get confused with cats because cats, I don't think have collarbones and that's why they can fit through these small, like how if they can, if they can put their head through a hole, then they can fit their entire body through that.
0: Yeah. And so a rat can go through a hole that's actually bigger than its head. It can collapse its okay. head a bit. Which
1: You mean smaller than its head? Oh, yes, yeah,
0: smaller than its head Yes, is, is what I meant. Yes, thank you for that correction. You're welcome. Um, I'm looking up the different skeletons. I, I think you can base a lot <laughs> on an animal and its cuteness, on its skeleton. Interesting. Uh, you ever look at an owl skeleton, for example?
1: Yes, they're so tiny!
0: <laughs> yes, they're much... Why
1: are they so little?
0: They're much smaller. Even if you looked up an owl without feathers, you can tell. Uh they look like fucking aliens, though.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean,
0: birds. Especially in, like those
1: big eye sockets and stuff.
0: Yeah, birds in general are weird. And, yeah. But owls, it's not what you expect because they are their menacing presence. They're frosted. Oh, and they, out. Have,
1: they have so many feathers, I think that like bulks them up.
0: So look up a rat skeleton. Yeah, I'm looking. And then look at a squirrel skeleton. oh I, li- I like the squirrel uh, s- skeleton even has the posture of the squirrel where it sits on its hind legs. I think that's, obviously rats will eat things with their hands, most rodents. That's what made hamsters so cute, right? The lack of tail. Yeah. The lack of tail. It
1: look like, the way that you look cute with like a mug in the wintertime. You put both <laughs> little hands. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's the same thing. There was the lack of mug, uh, mug, lack of tail. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, I'm looking at this, these skeletons. <laughs> At the same I, okay, time. so
1: it looks like the, the squirrels, there's not that big of a difference.
0: No, there's total difference. Look at that skull. Look at the shape of the skull. The awful, horrific skull of a rat.
1: It's longer. Yeah. It's a different, oh, it's like, oh. Really, it just seems like a squirrel hangs out on its back legs more than a rat would
0: yeah even that posture of the rat and the way its back legs are all bent up yeah, into acute angles
1: not acute angles
0: anyway this is yes thank you thank you for taking us out of that as a audio medium i don't want to spend too much time looking at the pictures uh i just think squirrels in general are much cuter but who am i to say if people don't like them and they find them to be repulsive the same way, it's because squirrels. Yeah, I don't
1: understand how they find because I don't really think that rats are that repulsive. I know that they bring disease and mess and they're invading your space, you know, and squirrels don't seem to be doing that as often. I mean, ask unless a homeowner they like get up in your attic.
0: Yeah. Ask a homeowner as an addict. I'm sure they can't stand yeah. squirrels. Squirrels get in there and destroy the fuck out of your attic. But
1: but that doesn't happen to every single person, and it seems like in New York, especially we're talking about the New York rat. Like you're gonna, there's there's no New Yorker that has never encountered a rat, and there's plenty of suburban people owning homes that have um, not had a rat. I'm sorry, not had a squirrel in their attic.
0: Yeah, the the rat is still plagued by the plague. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's good. I uh, that that. Unfair or not, because many animals carry disease, pigeons carry disease, but it's always highly publicized with a rat that it's carrying disease, the pathogens that can cause diarrhea and vomiting and fever. And there's bacteria and there's salmonella and E. coli and other ones that I can't even begin to pronounce. And I don't want Mm -hmm. to try to pronounce because they're so horrific (laughs) area. And, you know, the, the other I'm sure that a squirrel, for example, can pass some of the similar things but there's that stigma attached to a rat. And as you said, it's invasive a bit more here in New York, especially you don't see squirrels except for in parks. They're not really hanging out outside parks. So then it gets, it changes your perception on it. When you go to the park, Oh, look at this cute animal who lives solely in this park where I retreat to kind of relax for a bit. And it's running around nature, not walking on the sidewalk and having it appear in the middle of the night. That's another thing, the nocturnal activity.
1: Oh Yeah. And especially as humans who are not nocturnal, and they see an animal that is nocturnal, and it's going through the garbage, and <laughs> it's everywhere, well, it's right? Being... And then, and then the history of its diseases and everything—it makes, it, yeah, they really get a bad rap.
0: I mean, they deserve it because they're destructive. I I they're mentioned. Just, I
1: mean, listen, we're every we're destructive.
0: Of course. If there was if there was an animal our size in uh, to scale, so yeah. you know we're the size of rats, and then there's another animal, they would look at us and they would think that we are some of the most disgusting, destructive creatures in existence. Look at all
1: the trash we produce.
0: Exactly, I I yeah. I do think of the comparison. Let's still, bury
1: it in the ground.
0: I still don't like, we should just burn it. I think we should burn it all, which there are incinerators. And I know there's many reasons that burning trash is not good. There's no good way. There's no good way yeah. to get rid of it. Launching it into space is too expensive. And you'd really have to get it out of the the our gravitational pull of the earth. You don't want it stuck around the earth. Launch it into the sun. That's How fine. How about
1: produce less things that could mm. become trash?
0: I mean, there's a movement for towards that. You use recycling. But reusable. recycling ain't it. No, recycling's a joke for the most part.
1: Yeah. I don't recycle and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I was gonna say, and maybe I feel a little guilty, but I don't.
0: Do you even have a recycling program set up where you live? Yes. So there do you have to pay for it? No. Okay. I'm
1: sure it's included somehow in my rent, you know, already, but I don't there's nothing extra that I pay for. And if I do have like weird boxes and stuff, I'll keep a couple and then throw them. You know, like throw a cereal box in it, you know, but on the daily, like if I if I don't have a another vessel to put like a can in, I'm putting in the trash.
0: All right. Well, you're kind of a jerk then if it's there and it's set up and it's relatively simple, even if it doesn't go anywhere, because I was reading about the percentage of the recyclables that actually get recycled. And it's pretty low Yeah. 20s, 20 20% percent of it. Maybe, you know, 30. where a lot
1: of the the food goes that uh grocery stores get rid of it goes into like pig feed but they don't even unwrap (laughs) you know the packages of bread so bits of plastic are all getting mixed up with all of this food and then the pigs consume it and then who consumes the pigs we do
0: the cycle the food cycle
1: i know and that's when they talk about like infants being born with plastic or something (laughs) i don't know if that's true but there's something about like human you know, plastic intake and what it's doing to us.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Our wastefulness and our products that are harmful do come back. Yeah. They get us. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they have the last laugh. The the plastic factory. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the death of us all. Um, like,
1: I saw this guy cleaning out his granddad's, like, 1950s home or something. And uh, he was showing a big, like canister a tin canister that held saltines you know it it said like saltines and i thought oh interesting that's pretty cool
0: yeah that was a tin canister
1: like that is it because it costs too much to make the the canister
0: yeah the cost of production the moment new technology arises where a company can lower their production costs they're gonna do it and sometimes if they're nice enough they'll pass that savings on to the consumer quite often i don't feel as though that's the case though the people who make the argument for it say it makes it cheaper for you also i don't know i know that there are items made of plastic like toys for example probably it cost less in the end but if a company is already up and running and say they use glass bottles and they switch to plastic bottles are we really seeing the savings in the end yeah. are they really deciding you know we're going to charge you less now too i am cynical
1: i mean how much is it? if you get you can get a bottle of mexican coke for a dollar and if you go to a vending machine with a plastic
0: but it's a dollar where do you get it for a dollar huh where do you get this thing for a dollar the mexican coke is always grocery store i've never seen it for a dollar i always see it for 225 or something
1: oh no i've gotten it at aldi for a dollar i think i've even seen it at giant for a dollar are you
0: sure it's the actual authentic what we call mexican coke and the difference is of the glass bottle, but they use cane sugar instead of the
1: yeah yeah clean, the cane sugar.
0: Have you checked to make sure it's the actual? Yeah, because I yeah. Well, that's a good price then. You're lucky. I know. Which also not a high price point. So then why isn't that the go to? I know that using glass, you know, is also wasteful and the process behind it. I don't know what it goes into making glass and if that's worse in the long run. Um, but you know, plastic is pretty bad. When it it does to... seem
1: probably easier to recycle glass than it does plastic.
0: I agree. I just... And
1: and the people that, you know, throw away uh, something that contained food and then it, they throw that into the recycling and then once it gets to some plant it doesn't make it through the process of recycling because it's been contaminated. You know what I mean? So there's lots of, there's all those weird rules about how things can be recycled. So
0: what was all the numbers attached to plastics?
1: Oh my god, those stupid!
0: There's two, three, four, five. Nobody
1: knows what those fucking mean. Why would they make something like
0: that? We don't know what they mean, but if you're to recycle them, that's why because they can't be cross recycled. You know the thing with glass? We don't
1: have a system like Japan where it's like this type of recycling goes here, this type goes here, this type goes here. We just—it's plastic, it's tin, it's glass it's cardboard, it's paper. We just throw it all in that blue bin and say, good luck,
0: you there, know, there's, and then there's supposed nobody to be, knows what those
1: those numbers mean.
0: There's supposed to be an uh, organization later on down the line. But this is why it doesn't happen. This is why it falls apart. Anyway, this show's not about recycling. I guess it is. <laughs> well, it, we, talking about waste ties in to rats in the sense that that's the reason they exist here in New York. Like the way the city is set up. New York's been right. voted worst rat city. Which, I know they're in many cities, (laughs) but the wastefulness is, I'm not saying it's more here, but by by default, because there's more people, there's more. And they're not necessarily more wasteful than other places, maybe even less wasteful in in ways because, um, well, whatever, that's not, (laughs) I don't want to get into that and talk about why Houston is more wasteful because you drive, that's stupid, that's not the point of this is
1: it's a dense population of people here in new york so it would make sense that the population of rat that would consume the waste of the dense population of humans would be more dense
0: yeah and the way the trash is put out here on the sidewalks easy access (laughs) people shit on new york for that but if you do think about it the, the trash, well, there's nowhere else for it to go other than the sidewalk because there's not alleys in New York. There, it's rare to have alleys. Chicago has many alleys. For some reason, I think people who aren't familiar with New York think it's filled with alleys, but it's not. It's like every mm. block is just dense with buildings, and there's not space in between the buildings for the most part. Um, so it's put on the sidewalk. It's picked up pretty quickly, several times a week. You know, it's an efficient service. It's just, there's that moment for those few hours where it's sitting out and it's piled fucking sky high if it's in a place like Midtown during non-COVID days uh, when there's just so much trash for millions of people. And it's easy access at that point for the rats to come out and it's a feast. And the competition isn't so fierce because there's so much food to go around. This is what's Interesting when COVID hit and everyone stopped coming into the city for work, places where the rat populations were denser and higher, the rats actually started eating each other. They started killing each other because there were too How many that of them. No,
1: was that, did they, did people just hear them fighting?
0: I think, I think there's people who document it. They go out and look oh, okay. and you know, since they don't tend to move too far from where they were born and they live, you know, a hundred feet from their food source, when the food source is gone, Or diminished, they're going to start attacking each other, or they all start to move and look for a new food source. But then that just creates even more competition and gets to the point where there's such desperation that they started slaughtering each other and then eating each other, which is what they did to the black rat. It's what they do to mice if things are bad enough. I was reading that mice and rats, they don't coexist in the sense that they mingle or hang out with each other, but they can cross each other's paths and. For the most part, a rat will leave a mouse alone, unless okay. it's hungry. And then, unless there's
1: a competition for a food source.
0: Yeah, which is all this fucking boils down to. Animals are just machines and it's like, I need to fuel myself. I need to procreate.
1: I mean, think about I mean, <laughs> the fact that we're so disgusted by mice. It really is. Doesn't it just to me, it reminds me of my own humanity you know, or not my own humanity, but my own animal, My the fact that I am also an animal. Because if you think about humans and rats, A, there's a ton of research done on rats because their bodies respond to things similarly as the human body does. And then just their behavior. They have societies. <laughs> there's a balance typically within that society. And then when things go off just a little bit, they start fucking eating each other. And like with when COVID happened, like, why the fuck did everyone go get toilet paper? But we did. And it just seems like that would be something that we would look at another species and be like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that?
0: Yes, there are certainly similarities. Uh, you know, the scramble for toilet paper, as you said, why (laughs) I, I remember there were some reports. That I don't what's it because people thought it was going to cause diarrhea and then there's going to be no one wanted to go out also. So they just wanted to stockpile the things that they needed to stay inside. It's, it's the same phenomenon as bread and milk when it's. Yeah, I also
1: don't don't understand that. Who who could people make fun of people who drink milk now? So why are we still saying, like, get your bread and milk before the storm comes?
0: I guess there's an idea that there's nutrients provided in milk. If you were locked inside for a very long time in a, a snowstorm in a place where it doesn't snow that often, more than likely in a few days, even if things got really fucking bad, you're going to be back out and about. Not everything is going to break down. Now, I think with COVID, there was such uncertainty tied to it that we didn't know how bad it was going to get if supply chains would fall apart. You know, even going outside and exposing yourself. It's strange that one of the focuses was on toilet paper, but it does go to show, as you were saying, that if this was something more serious, uh, a disease that had a mm-hmm. higher death rate, and we knew for sure that everything was going to start falling apart because there's no way to operate because 60% of the people who were exposed were dying. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's cannibalism. Oh. It, it, yeah. We wouldn't be eating each other right away, but it's not a world that I want to live in. and It's pretty fucking fragile.
1: It is. I mean, you would think that there would be like a decorum, you know, like an understanding of, of kind of now, now I'm sort of echoing the beginning of COVID, which was like, we're in this together, you know, we're all, we're all no. in this together, but
0: because it t- it only takes one person I think in a
1: very, very small scale, it would be that, but then, you know, five doors down, your neighbor would like eat you if they had to, you know, maybe not your next door neighbor, but
0: yeah. It takes one person. The reason that doesn't work is it takes one person to fuck it all up. Everyone else wants to, okay, we're in this together. Let's look out for each other. And then one guy comes in with a fucking shotgun. It's like, fuck you. And then it's done. That guy takes yeah, and everything. And then we
1: have to protect ourselves. And then we have to make a choice between my family or yours. And I'm going to choose mine.
0: At some point. I, yeah. At first, I think it, it devolves into that where it's just my family. Fuck your family. And then at some point yeah. when things settle down and you're starting to rebuild, you do start to fill, fill the gaps and have larger groups, but there's still the enemies out there. I'm mean, going go right back to tribalism in its purest animals, sense. On that's its, all
1: we are. We walk around pretending that we're not animals, and we are.
0: I mean, I'm well aware of that. That's why I don't like being alive. Because because <laughs> well, there's this illusion that humans walk around with that we're better, we're different. No, you're not any different. Yeah. We we were able to push the envelope of being different than being removing ourselves from the lowly. There's r- a part rat. of our
1: brain that's crazy smarter than, well, as, on a scale, on a, a a subjective scale of smart. You know, I think in a lot of ways our intelligence, as far as abstract thought and all of that, has made us less smart when it comes to being connected to the earth. You know, and maybe survival things like that that sort of like instinctual like we've we've associated these reactions uh like anxiety you know we've we've merged that into a mental sort of sometimes disorder when it was originally made so that we would have anxiety around that bush that like killed my uncle because he ate the berries you know what i'm saying so like (laughs) and we've we've our brains are too smart so we've like moved away from that so in some ways maybe the rats are smarter than us you know depending on no they're idiots what society what what kind of world you're living in and for them they're pretty smart
0: um and for
1: the world that we're in right now we're pretty uh, smart but if shit goes just a uh, little sideways we're real stupid
0: uh i follow your logic until you get to the point where maybe the rats are smarter than us and it's like no they're, no, they're
1: smarter in their world. Like we couldn't survive in their world.
0: Yeah, but that's all based on instinct and survival. Sure. if it.
1: And that's what I'm saying. Our intelligence has pulled us away from connecting to our instincts.
0: Well, that's our survival mechanism. We can, that's a reason, like obviously being smarter and being able to, you know, create civilizations and domesticate animals and set up all these systems in the first place is what allowed us to become, become dominant creatures. I know what you're saying right. that if it boiled down to us having to compete on the same primal level that it would fall apart, but it can be argued that the primal level does include a bigger brain. It's like, okay, well that's the thing that evolved when i am saying though, you know, that there's an illusion. We've built this and we've pushed the limits and we've tried to separate ourselves from animals and we have put these systems in place. But the real test isn't until those things break down. And if it holds, then you can say that you've separated yourself a bit from the animals because you're making choices that go against your survival or making choices that um, present survival in a less direct manner. Like when things break down, survival instinct kicks in and then you're just going to your basics, like kill, steal, punch. At that point, it's like, OK, you're a, yeah, yeah, you're at the same level as a lowly beast. But if it breaks yeah. down and you make the decision to try to hold it together with other people, knowing that in the long run and preserving what's been built may ensure your survival better than the short term, just ripping everything to shreds. That to me is a real test and it's the test. I don't think we would ever fucking pass.
1: This makes me think of the who's down in Whoville from the Grinch.
0: Those naive, you know I mean? those naive fucking creatures living life. Like it's wonderful and grand constantly.
1: Well, Jesus, I'm sa- I'm trying to make a <laughs> different point.
0: Constantly whistling uh, and singing without a care in the world.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, they lost everything. He fucking didn't just take their presence. He took, like, everything hanging on their walls and stuff, and they just woke up and, like, he didn't take got together spirit. and held hands and sang their song, you know? And uh, But in reality, right, that would be all of us uh, uh, accusing each other of stealing things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are more advanced species. I guess so. The Who's than humans. Are they part of
1: Horton? Are they part of that universe and Horton hears a Who?
0: I don't know. I'm not well-versed in the... Uh, Dr. Seuss universe. I do know that I mean, that, they're who's. I do know that Snozzberries. So
1: Grinch, the Grinch also exists <laughs> in that little like floof that Horton found?
0: I don't know enough about the Horton story.
1: Oh, okay. Horton found like a, like a plant with a floof and inside of the floof was a whole society. Did he eat it? No, but everybody was making fun of him or like didn't believe him and he was trying to convince them that it was real. And it was like an example of I don't
0: know. Well, then I forget what it sounds society. like. Yes. It sounds like, yes, that they exist in the same society. I was going to say, I don't know. I know the Roald doll Roald doll. Jesus.
1: Wow. doll
0: Yeah. I know his universe where the snozzberries are actually testicles. And then that's the in joke. I don't know if they knew it at the time in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, but he referenced snozzberries elsewhere as being balls and so when they're uh, licking the wallpaper and saying the snozberries taste like snozberries, they're saying the balls taste like balls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's
1: snozberry. Who ever heard of a snozberry? Uh,
0: Vinicius Canid. <laughs> I don't know why I've always found that to be amusing. Been... I just
1: uh, had the kids watch Willy Wonka, and they loved it. Oh and yeah. Keep wanting to watch it. Well, he Pete he especially. He's really into fat. He loves like when someone on a show gets a big belly, you know, like a cartoon kid or, or person gets like a big belly for some reason, or they all get fat. He likes the fat video from uh, Weird Al. I showed him that because he loves fat. So he loved when the girl turned into a blueberry, and he loves um yeah um Augustus Gloop
0: because he's fat.
1: Because he's fat, he loves fat. A fetish. He plays is with my stomach.
0: It's like the big bang of fetish.
1: Yeah. He uses my stomach and he like he makes things on it and then he puts it in the oven, which is really just pulling my shirt back down over my stomach.
0: <laughs> Bakes them with the mm-hmm. body heat. Um, well, I'm glad that they liked it because if they didn't, I feel as though you would really reassess your love for your children. Is that, is yeah. that a thing? Now we're way off topic, but is that a thing with uh, having kids? You introduce them to something you're excited about and they don't like it? And you're like, oh, fuck. Who are you?
1: Um, I think that there's a, there's a, uh, if it was just one thing that I like really narrowed in on and that was my thing and they didn't like it, I think there would be more stakes, right? Because it was like the one thing. But I have many things that I love, you know, and Willy Wonka was one of them and they loved it. So I was glad. If they didn't like it, then I would move on to, and I'll get us back on topic, Secret of Nim. And hope that they like that instead, which I tried to get them to watch recently. And Pete, I showed him the trailer because he didn't understand what I was. It's really hard. it's a hard concept to explain to kids about, like what is this movie about? Okay, well, so <laughs> there are these rats, and then the rat married a mouse, and then he, he got killed by the, and then they came from the lab. Okay, but um, so I showed him the uh the trailer, and also this movie was from 1982. So it was a different time for children, and it's different now, right? Like the, a trailer for something now would not be as sort of scary as this trailer was, and the movie is kind of scary. So Pete was as it should be. It, so we didn't watch it.
0: Like the witches, they would never make Loved that. Loved the witches. They would never make that where they turn the kids into mice and try to stomp on them.
1: Well, they did. They made it with um. They made it with a uh, an actress. Yeah, they
0: they redid it. I don't know if they're – what I meant is like taking a story that was somewhat scary and, I don't know, violent towards children because Mm -hmm. that's ultimately what it is. Do you mean like
1: keeping it that intensely scary instead of like lightening it up a bit?
0: Well, it's like even before we get to the movie phase, writing a book like that. Is anyone publishing that anymore? Probably not. I don't think you're going to get things like that. No, it's
1: too harsh. It's like your German – those German stories – are way scary
0: yeah yeah i wish i could remember the name of it strul peter yeah where he's got long hair and toenails and fingernails and the the old
1: kids who suck their thumb he's gonna chop their thumbs off
0: (laughs) 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 i say i love that kind of stuff
1: i do too and not not just as an adult
0: though hold on Not just as an adult who who's like like loves watching children be scared that's not what it is as a kid i liked that stuff there was something about it that really drew me in and it was even if it was scary
1: and it's not like you love horror. No, I don't even like horror now. Yeah,
0: there were, there were Uh, tales with morals and, uh, consequences. I think that's the big thing. Like, Hey, Mm. there's consequences for choices in life. Don't be an idiot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, what I enjoy about stuff like that, like showing the kids that now, is showing them a different side of what's presented to them because even though there's probably way more content to consume as a child now it's it all stays within a really safe spectrum right and so showing them things that you know are outside of that spectrum but still safe but just not as safe i think is fun so like yeah, Willy Wonka. I want to show them um, Secret of Nim. I think that I've had Ellie watch it before, but I want them to both watch it. She, I think she's forgotten it. And I read to them almost every night. Uh, where the sidewalk ends, and some of that is like
0: inside everyone's nose. So- there lives a sharp toothed snail. If you finger, if you stick your finger up, you may bite off your nail. That's that's my favorite. I like the illustration. Oh, I that think went I'm, I'm wrong. Bottom. I meant a light, light in the attic. attic. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh got it wrong but
1: also good also really good it
0: is but you got it wrong
1: i did i'm mm. sorry but uh yeah then there's really great i mean some of them are like dark and some of them are silly one of them is sort of insightful where the guy is looking in the puddle and he sees his upside down self and he wonders if the person on the other side is right side up and he's actually upside down mm-hmm. it's cool i think that one's like four lines long you know but it's like a it's it's something to make you think yeah but- you know and it's just not, it not introduces
0: a deeper concept. It's like, uh-huh. what? And nice. then the kid can start thinking about it and develop their own neurosis. I watched when I was just in Maine, I got stoned every night before I went to bed, not as leisure, but as like a punishment. And it's like, it's time oh. time to push myself into places I don't want to go and self-realization and and assessing things for what they are without sugarcoating it and then i ended up putting on willy wonk in the chocolate factory and just the opening credits scared the fuck out of me i was like man i was thinking about the state of the world at the time and how germany was in just array <laughs> and munich lured them in with production with cheap rates and how they all traveled there and were in this weird land and how gene wilder is now dead and how the kids have grown up and they're getting old themselves <laughs> i fell asleep before the credits ended the opening credits <laughs> That?
1: Wow, all the chocolate stuff.
0: Yeah, like the music was pulling me back to my childhood, and I was thinking about how I was aging. And, yeah. And, and I was like, I gotta get out of here, and I went to sleep. Oh, man. Uh, you know, going back to rats, having a one-year lifespan maybe isn't such a bad thing. You don't even have time to begin to think about it. It's over. And a snap. I
1: don't think they ever begin to think about anything <laughs> like that.
0: I mean, somewhere, so. somewhere inside they know. Um, that they need. Isn't that to,
1: interesting? That's almost like thinking about people who are blind and how they don't see blackness. They just see nothing. There's there is no see, you know. And if you think about a, a, a an intelligent creature like a rat, relatively intelligent, I guess, like there's still there is no consciousness still.
0: I mean, to what extent? So I had a rat problem. In, there's a consciousness obviously, but it, they're not deep thinking and, but they're not
1: thinking about themselves. If they saw, if they saw themselves in the mirror, they would think it were another rat.
0: Yeah. They have no sense of self. Right. It, so that's it's also interesting to me that, so I had, I brought it up. I don't know if it made it into our pre-show that I had the rat, not this pre-show, but maybe a previous episode that I had a, a couple dead rats in my engine, Yeah. you know, greatest city in the world, New York where rats go into your parked car and build a nest. And one of this, one of these rats moved in probably in September, and there was a period of time with a bunch of holidays where I didn't have to move the car, and I left it there for a few weeks. And the next thing, next time I drove it, there was a smell. And the next few times, there was a smell, um, and then the smell went away. I never looked in the engine. I was actually kind of scared to. I figured something was dead in there, and I didn't want to look. And I was like, maybe it'll just go away. It was typical Greg avoidance. Avoid, yeah. Um, and then the smell went away. I was like, great. And then over Christmas, drove down to Atlanta and then the smell came back. It's like, oh no, what is this? Opened the hood, a full nest on top of the engine block with leaves and plastic bags. Um, The leaves were burnt to a crisp. I'm surprised this didn't start a fire. Which recently in New York, there was a guy's car who caught fire and that was the exact reason. The fire started in the engine and spread because a rat had built a nest and he was driving and the dry leaves started to flame. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, I saw this, and then I looked down. uh, We find the skeleton, some fur, the tail still kind of there, burnt to a crisp of a rat. I was like, oh, okay, thinking that was it. And the smell persisted, and looking further into the the engine, farther into the engine, uh, down in the skid plate, I I saw like a pile of fur. I was like, oh, no, there's another one. So there were two rats. There was the one that died in September that had sit there sat there for so long that it started it decomposed pretty quickly, uh, I think, for the amount of time, and it also cooked anytime that I uh, started the engine because it would get warm in there. And pulling that one out, it's like its tail was brittle and broke to pieces. And, <laughs> but this other rat had moved in. at the skid plate, that rat was still intact. Like it was a whole fucking thing. It wasn't cut up by the engine or anything, but it had died somehow and fallen to the skid plate, and, and hadn't been there that long. But we're talking about their consciousness. It's like if I moved into a place and there was another dead person in there, I don't know if I'd stay. <laughs> I don't think I would stay. But they don't—they don't think about that, obviously. And I, you know, I'm not presenting this like it's like whoa, blow your mind. But it is interesting that, or, or I guess maybe even if they were capable of understanding on the most basic of levels that, oh, there's another creature in here dead like me, it just doesn't matter in their world. And that's, right. that's, that's being generous. Obviously, I don't think there's any thought that's put into it.
1: I mean, I wonder if people who have been in a war situation where they were hiding somewhere and there were dead people there, you know, that they would still hide there
0: yeah, that's survival. You know? That's survival because there's a impending doom around the corner.
1: Right. So I think rats or whatever might might have that they're just trying. It's just survival.
0: Yeah, but this is yes. It that's is. That's why they
1: don't have that. Other a, thought.
0: Yeah, this is more akin to peacetime, though, and then moving into a house. Maybe it's always wartime with rats. I guess it is because they're all the competition is fierce. The competition in New York City is fierce even for the rats. But they're not
1: thinking about it. That's the thing. It's just surviving. They don't have the the other folds in their brain to communicate anything else except survival.
0: They do tend to nest with a few other rats. They create small communities, which I wonder how that forms. Because we're talking about this. These thoughts aren't being had consciously, but somewhere... Inside, I don't know how the rats are chosen or selected or how they communicate to each other that they're going to be the family. Yeah. But they're usually there's, there's several rats in a nest. So it is interesting. How does that form? Or they just I do mean, it and they're okay. And if they're not okay with one, they don't understand why, but they attack that one. <laughs> it's got to be some kind of trigger, whether it's a scent. And there's obviously no thought when it's happening, probably. It's just like okay.
1: I mean, just a quick Google talks about female rats being more attracted to the urine of adult males (laughs) than the urine of prepubescent males. Yeah. So I mean, some of it probably has to do with again, survival, right? Like I need to pro I'm I'm biologically driven to procreate, so I need to choose a mate. That a is not prepubescent <laughs> and that I enjoy the smell of for some reason. It's
0: all ridiculous, yeah, because it's all we're doing. It's the same thing we're doing. We've just prettied it up and made it flowery. It's all survival.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing is that we do have the brain space and capacity and the thought process to be able to think about more than just survival. But like I said, when it that's because we have the
0: luxury, you have the luxury of it, when it boils yeah. down to it, as we've established, all that goes out the door. And then yeah. the next thing you know, you're running around living in someone's engine block or, uh, you know, overtaking uh, a Dunkin Donuts. Did you ever see that video here in New York? There was a no <laughs> rats overtook a Dunkin Donuts, also a Taco Bell at some point. And, really? Yeah, just like the inside. The store was closed, but the Dunkin' Donuts, the rats are running over. The donuts, like the donuts are locked up for the night. Which I uh, thought they I thought they threw them away. And that's a whole other thing. The amount of food waste that these businesses have. Grocery stores throw so much food away. Have you ever watched these videos? The amount of food that gets thrown away?
1: I mean I have seen I have seen the the like I said, that pig thing, so there's a lot of food that goes to
0: waste it is insane how much food is thrown away but that's a different thing and i guess that's where the rats usually get their food but for whatever reason they weren't getting what they needed so they went into the dunkin donuts and were running all over the donuts eating them uh the bagels and then there was an older video of a taco bell where just the inside <laughs> the inside was overrun <laughs> that was that was i think right when i moved to new york the taco bell one so you know Some people had cameras on their phones or had a can't wait to record, but most people didn't. Um, (laughs) So who knows the other instances? I know I I read once there was a report in like the 1800s, 1860 or something of rats killing a baby, eating its face. What? They They ate part of its face and part of its foot. I think that's relatively rare. And obviously,
1: how does that happen? Well, if you're without a, someone coming in and saying, hey, get off my baby.
0: I, I, it's a good question. I don't know the circumstances. I think, around you know, the, this
1: sounds like a story of neglect. And then it turned into like blame the rats.
0: <laughs> well, because
1: it's the second my kid is screaming bloody murder because their face is getting eaten by a rat. I'm going to go in there and rescue that. True.
0: True. Where were the parents? Why didn't they go in? Why was nothing yeah, done? And it was bullshit.
1: This is some weird tale of some, some, somebody who needed to kill a bunch of rats in New York. So they came up with this story. The rats are going to eat your babies.
0: Well, there have been anti-rat campaigns in the city where yeah. it's like rat proof your house and kill all That's the rats fine. that you can because they will overrun. Did you ever see the hoarders where the guy had rats? They were domesticated rats, rats that had reproduced. Um, so I
1: were, might have seen that. I'm not sure.
0: I mean, once there, once there's an infestation, I know there was an infestation at a firehouse in Queens where they just had to condemn the building. They could not get rid of the rats. There were so many. They're just like, it's done. Get out. We're knocking this thing down. And there was that one episode of hoarders where the guy had all these rats and that's all he had. Like they were family to him and they weren't even killing them. They were just trying to catch them to box them up. And who knows what they were going to do at that point, really with them. Um,
1: yeah, they put them all in a trash bag.
0: It's just impossible. <laughs> just
1: threw it in dumpster.
0: Yeah, it's impossible to get rid of them all. Uh, they were living in the walls. They were ripping open the walls and the, the level of mazes they had created was pretty insane, which I guess they do underground. Also, I don't know why they live in the Well, I guess I know why they live in the subway stations because there's trash there also. But you see them quite often in the subway stations.
1: It seems like there's less food in a subway station as opposed to, well, I guess they do both, right? It's probably safer down there because the humans are very contained.
0: Whereas like on the
1: streets, there's more food, but you're more likely to run into a human.
0: There's trash cans. Like people say subway rats. I, I bet you don't see rats really on most of the tracks, only in the stations and they're running around on the tracks. They come up on the platform. Sometimes they get in the train. That's rare. They don't want to be in the train no uh, they
1: don't want to go very far from their home
0: i mean i do a rat who got into a subway train if they got off that subway train without being caught and killed i wonder they probably died anyway because being removed that much from their home i don't know if they yeah, know do how you to think survive other,
1: i wonder yeah i wonder how a a, a stranger rat would do You know, unless there was a lady that liked the smell of his urine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that downtown rat. How dare he come uptown?
1: Oh, he came from downtown.
0: There was was a video also of like a homeless guy sleeping on the train and a rat running around on his face. There was another viral video.
1: Hmm.
0: Which, this leads us to a whole other thing. Why record it? Why not just go knock the rat off the person? Because it's more important that you get the video so you can post it. I know, yeah. we t- I know we talk about this too often. I don't want to get back into it. But this is one of my arguments against it. It is bred a society and a culture of, don't help that person. Just make sure to capture their moment of humiliation or despair. And then you could post it and get a lot of likes. Well,
1: that's too that's pronged, I think. I think your point and then also that homeless people aren't viewed as humans
0: yeah if it weren't a homeless you're exactly right but if it weren't a homeless person just a regular person sleeping I still think they would have filmed but there is that added element to it because it was a homeless yeah. person
1: well especially in the city where you have to it's such it's like such a part of your daily life that you really do have to like you can't think about them that much right or else it's too sad it's too painful you can't do to anything to think about it huh?
0: yeah you can't do anything to help
1: no, Even if you can and help so, one
0: person, it's like you can't help overall.
1: Mm-mm. And even that one person, it's like one in a hundred that you're actually going to do any good for them.
0: Well, if you help them, it's also temporary. It's fleeting. You can well, that's help what them. I mean. Yeah. Um,
1: it's not like this is the leg up that they needed. You know, <laughs> you you took them somewhere.
0: Going, and then there was, uh, I'm going back to the viral video, so there was that pizza rat several years ago, mm-hmm. which went around, I don't... Like so, when Pizza Rat happened, you remember Pizza Rat, right? Yeah. It was just a rat. Yeah, the
1: rat in the subway that's dragging the slice of pizza. A whole
0: slice of pizza down, which is not out of the ordinary. Like I guess most of the time, whole slices of pizza aren't thrown out, and if they that's are, <laughs> a rat isn't going to drag the whole thing. So that part. But when that when that came up, I was I thought, so what? <laughs> There's shit like this happening all the time, but for yeah. some reason it collect it caught the collective imagination of the world with the pizza rat look it's pizza rat and then it spawned that whole thing of different types of rats you know suddenly you had cupcake rat and people were trying oh. to stage things and
1: um do you know that uh clip from 90 day fiance where big ed is yes. in rose's <laughs> parents house or her house you know For and it. he they're he's like taking the shower with her and the dad
0: yeah, and the, then he it's looks like an down outdoor he, shower. That rat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting there. It's chilling.
1: It's It looks like it's an animatronic rat that's malfunctioning. <laughs> it's think, just sitting there. It like moves one you, leg. You're saying
0: you think it's a plant. It was a fake know. rat that was put there to get Ed's reaction. Big Ed, necklace Ed. What it's,
1: is that? And she's like, I think mouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do know this scene, and I do laugh at it. When I see God, it.
1: That mouse, that rat or whatever, it cracks me up.
0: I was just soaked in the water. It was just chilling. <laughs> it is interesting that I guess in other parts of the world, having rats in your immediate space is something that you deal with more but so. It
1: can't be good because they're.
0: It's not good.
1: It's going to get into your food and then your food's going to spoil it or it's going to shit in your food.
0: Yeah. I'm sure no one likes it and there are probably measures to try to control it, but there's less control it's interesting especially learning that rats can you know go through holes the size of an inch or less Mm -hmm. a little bit less um that they're not inside more because in my mind it was always rats don't come inside because they're too big you know mice come inside because they're small but there's certainly entry points that i found for mice that are larger than an inch in diameter. so um i mean thank god there's not rats but it is very Mm -hmm. rare rats was reading also tend to nest outside or underground and don't necessarily like being inside which all right idiots i feel like being (laughs) inside is the way to go but well uh, they
1: like to they'll be in the walls
0: yeah they don't come inside as much though like it's still kind of inside mice it's
1: probably dangerous to come inside
0: mice take over the walls and if look
1: but mice are smaller than rats so it would make sense that they'd be able to sort of hide a bit more than a rat. So maybe it's just too dangerous for oh, them to be inside. Oh, if it's to too dangerous. Inside.
0: It just seems like it's built in and that natural thing. Um, because I, I would, I agree with what you're saying. That's what I was thinking. But it seems to be that they could get inside if they wanted. They just don't seem so I'm to.
1: saying they could get inside, but it's too dangerous for them. They're around the things that kill them. What, people? Yeah.
0: Well, mice or aren't that animals smart. animals
1: or something, like a dog or a cat. So stay outside.
0: Man, when I killed mice last year, they're so small. They really are. And I think, come on, why are you here? If you didn't poop and pee everywhere, I would have to let you live. I know. But you can't help yourself, and you just constantly defecate. You're just letting it flow at all times. And so get out. You got to die now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've never had to deal too much with a mouse problem, but I have had a mouse or two, I think, in my past. But I, I got those um, humane traps.
0: And you set it free. We're probably. Yeah, I, set it free. I, I bet a mouse's zone of existence is pretty small too. So you set it free, and then it doesn't know what to do, and it gets killed. But at least you didn't kill it, right? You gave well, it a I set
1: chance. it free within its own bound, like right <laughs> by my house.
0: <laughs> they probably then it probably came right back in. Well. Yeah. I'll set it free again. I'm with you. I don't necessarily want to kill them, mm-hmm. and luckily That's I haven't had those little mice. I haven't had much of a mouse problem. It was just last year. I would not want to
1: kill a rat. A rat. A rat would be way too big to kill.
0: Oh, it is. It's disgusting. And I didn't kill it, but the one that was in my car and the skid plate. It was. I almost vomited. Did day. you? There I was don't know
1: a, how you you rode around in that car with the smell.
0: It surprisingly wasn't so bad until it was, and then at that point, if you switch the air to the one that circulates oh, right. the air, it doesn't smell. If it's coming from the outside, then it stunk. And you're who knows what I was breathing in at that point. I know, probably still sick from it. Ah, the sorry. long, long sickness. Anyway, all right. Do you
1: hear this noise? Listen. Do you hear
0: that? No. Okay, good. What is it?
1: It's the connection to for my mic, and when it gets touched barely, it goes like.
0: I'm not hearing that. All right, good. But somebody somewhere out back turned on this giant fan that they turn on during the day. Now I don't know what the fuck it is, and it runs all day, and it's loud. I put on a noise gate on my mic, so you probably can't hear it, but.
1: Oh, I haven't heard it.
0: Yeah, good. I hear it constantly. It goes off at night. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know why it makes It makes me think it's one
1: of those air conditioners, but.
0: But it's so loud. It's not, it's like, it- it's steady, but it's, it's really loud. It sounds like some kind of industrial pump. I thought maybe.
1: Yeah. Is it on the back of a building?
0: You can't pinpoint where like it's coming from. Like
1: a chicken farm fan? <laughs> yeah, I, you can't,
0: I can't pinpoint where it's coming from, but it's really annoying. <laughs> it's a new development. Oh,
1: greatest. I'm so sorry.
0: Greatest city in the world. Yep. $3,400 in rent for rat infestation and giant fans. <laughs> People <laughs> yelling at you for no reason.
1: I don't know. This is scary. It's kind of, it's an intense city.
0: It's fine. It's better than other cities
1: Okay, alright thank you everybody uh, please like and review send it to a friend tell them you like our show Get it, convince them to listen and also if you would like a discount on some really great hot sauce locally made in Chattanooga go to hoffenpepper.com use our code one topic 15 you can get some 15% off of some hot sauce and give it to a friend keep it for yourself there's lots of options different flavors check them out and that's it